0: Genesis chapter 7, verse number 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month. I love the way the Bible tells you exactly. exact you know you don't have to guess you don't have to uh, try to figure it out he tells you in the in the second year in the second month the seventh day of the month the, the same day where all the fountains of the great death broke up and the windows of heaven were open and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights drop down to verse number 17 and the flood was 40 days upon the earth and have water increased and buried up the ark and it was lifted above the earth and the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the dark art went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly above upon the earth, and all the uh, high hills and that were un- under the whole earth were covered. Fifteen cubits upward, the waters prevailed, and the mountains were covered. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord, for all that you do. Lord, we just ask you to help us. Speak the words you want us to speak, Lord. Don't, uh, let, uh, don't let the flesh step in product and, uh, inside, boy, Lord, but just ask the Spirit of God to rest inside, Lord. We open our hearts and minds and receive the message you have in store for us, and we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen. When you look through the Bible, you'll find a whole lot about storms in the Bible. talks about them. I, and I'm talking about a literally physical, visible storm tonight. I mean, rain coming down, storm winds are blowing. Uh, You'll find them several different places in the Bible. We find here in Genesis chapter 7. Then you'll find one in Psalms chapter 107. Uh, Jonah was in the storm. Then the disciples was in two storms with their walk with the Lord. And then you read about uh, Paul said he was shipwrecked three times. He talked about one storm, but he was shipwrecked three times. So I'm figuring he was was in three storms. I I wish I could stand here and tell you that you'll only have one storm in your life. Smooth sailing up to that one storm after that storm is over and you have smooth sailing through the rest of your life. I wish I could stand here and tell you that, but that'd be lying to you. You can bank on this. Certainly storms are going to come in your life. They're going to come to your life. There will be no more storms after that. I'd love to say there's no more storms after storm. But the book that you hold in your hand tonight says God wrote in such a way that it mirrors, uh, uh, it runs like uh, life does. We have our high points, we have our low points, exciting times, good times. And it starts out when you're born. Then we hit eternity. Everywhere in between that time, there are going to be storms in your life. And I'm talking about literal, physical storms. Everything may be going good in your life. You start thinking things are good. Everything is well. All the bills have been paid. I got food in my cupboard. Everybody's healthy. And everything just seems to be doing good. And all of a sudden, that one phone call you get turns your world upside down. So how do you survive a storm that hits you on the blind side? How do you survive that storm? The people that we looked at, they have survived the storm. I I want to be a storm survivor. I, I don't want to be a storm casualty. I don't want to let some storm pull me off my knees or pull me out of the Bible or pull me out of church. I don't want to get bitter on God because the storm comes my way. I just want to be a storm survivor. It's not hard to not get bitter. But it's hard not to get bitter. Amen. I find that storms come in people's life and they get bitter a lot about a lot of things. They get bitter about you, bitter about this, bitter about the preacher, preacher, bitter about the God, bitter about the Bible. They get bitter about a lot of things and it draws them out of the church. Don't let the storms draw you out of the church. The first family that encountered a storm was the first family was Noah. And the first storm in the Bible is the biggest storm and of all storms. And yet they survived the storm. It wiped out the whole planet. The whole world ends up in a storm. And yet we find Noah and his family or the first family to go through a storm together. And I've been through some storms in my life. Living in Florida, you cannot help but go through some storms. It's impossible to say, I live in Florida and never been through a storm. You can't do that. It's synonymous. Florida storms. You're going to have them. You can't change it. Me and my friend in in Louisiana one time, we went fishing. We didn't rent a big boat. We didn't have a boat at all. So we wanted to go to this lake that out there uh, in Alexander. We wanted to go to this big lake to catch the big fish. So what we do, we go to the rec center and rent us a canoe. I was in better shape then than I am now. So we rent us a canoe. He was up in front. He short, outweighed me a little bit. He was short. I was sitting in back. We took the strap this canoe to his Camaro. Here we go to Alexander. We find a lake, a place we just got off the side of the road. We got off the side of the road. We put that canoe in the water and got a fishing gear in the water. And we're here we go, stroking across that lake. And I mean, we was going. Trees are all uh, sticking up out of that water and all that thing. We tied up to a tree and just fish well, catch all kinds of fish. We got so far out, we couldn't see the shore. Sitting there, well, you know, well, you in Louisiana, out of a lake, things are going good. Sun was shining, everything looked bright, but all of a sudden, clouds rolled in. Yep. It got dark. The wind started blowing. It got cold. We ain't got no motorboat on this canoe. <laughs> we were wondering how we were going to get back. He got hung up. I said, "Leave that. Cut your line. We ain't trying to pull something in." Cutching line and we start stroking. And let me tell you what, he was in the front of the boat and I was rolling in the back of the boat, and he was up out of the water. We hit that shoreline, hit that shore, jumped up there in that shore and got in his car because it was lightning and, and wind was blowing and it was raining. We got caught in a storm. It caught us all of a sudden. We didn't understand. It was not supposed to storm that day, but all of a sudden that storm rolled in on us. That's what life does. You can be going through life real good and everything happened good in your life, everything going the way you have planned it, and all of a sudden the storm catches you on the blind side and you wonder what happened. How did I get here? How did I get like this? How did I wind up in this situation in my life? Because that storm caught you on the offside. There are storms that life, and I'm talking about little storms that were literally. Shake you. Shake you down to your soul. Even to the some storms, even the bravest of men would bring them to tears. You don't want to see anybody get shook up down to their souls. When everything is over with, you can see that. It looks like the sea of disaster. Disaster after tornado comes through and and tears things up or 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 hurricane comes through. It looks like a a disaster field. Torn up, messed up. The kind of storms that I'm talking about. Trying to survive, survive those kind of storms that's messing everything up in your life. The storm that Noah goes through, let me give you these things before we get a message. The things that this uh, storm that Noah goes through, it is a predicted storm predicted storm yes it is remember in chapter 6 verse 17 and God told him that "I, I am bringing a flood this storm was told to him by God it's going to happen but there's no way you know when it's going to happen but God said it's going to happen Noah can I tell you storms are predicted? I'm not talking, I'm not a prophet, nor am I a son of a prophet, but I can predict to every one of you sitting in here tonight, there is a storm coming to your life today. I don't know when, but I'm telling you there's a storm coming to your life. You may be serving God two years, five years, out it don't matter how long you serve, how young you are, how old you are, the storm is coming to your life today. There are going to be some things that shake you to your core. There's going to be some things that make you cry on your pillow at night. You're not going to be able to fix it. You're not going to be able to stop it. And I'm telling you 100% certainty the storm is coming. So what do we do to survive that storm? We we see that this storm was a predicted storm. God told Noah this storm is coming, Noah. It's also a personal storm. The only ones that ride the storm out is Noah and his family. Not only did they felt like they were all alone, they were all alone in boat. There was nobody else around. This storm was personal to them. They were the only ones in the boat. You know what I found out about storms? People can come up to you and say, I, I love you. I'm praying for you. I know what you're going through. But unless they're in that boat with you, they have no clue what you're going through. I, I'm telling you, unless they're riding in the boat with you, they don't know what the storm, what storm's doing to you. You don't need somebody to come up alongside you and, tell you and try to analyze your storm and tell you what you need to do. You don't need somebody to come along beside you and, and say, hey, uh, I, I know what you're going through, but you need to do this. What you need somebody to do is come along beside you, get in your boat and say, I'm going to sympathize with you. I'm praying for you. I'm yep. right here for you. If you need anything, just give me a call. I'm here for you. I don't know what you're going through, but I tell you, I'll be with you. You need people in the boat with you when you go through a storm. Yep. Got to have some people with the boat. The only people that knows what you're going through is those that's in the boat with you. It's a prolonged storm. This storm lasted 40 days and 40 nights. It goes on for over a month. And it seems like they're never going to get out of this storm. Not long does it stay in the storm for over a month, they stay in this ark for almost an entire year. They were in the position of storm for over a year in this ark. Have you been in a storm of life and wonder how in the world is this going to end? When is this going to end? When is it going to be over? How, um, how am I going to survive this storm It's lasting so long? Noah and his family probably wonder if the sun is ever going to shine again. They couldn't see. Is this storm ever going to stop? That's where Noah's at. But I, I want to give you some help, help to survive a storm when it comes to your life. Every one of us face a storm. Every one of us is going to go through a storm. We have to go through these storms. I want to use Noah and his family to give you three things right quick on how to survive the storms of life that comes in our way. First of all, the power to survive a storm. You mark this down. The power was not in Noah. The power was in God. Long before the storm ever came, God was giving power to survive the storm. Long before the wind ever blew, God was giving power to survive. Long before the rain ever came, God was giving them power to survive the storm. God was already putting uh, 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 something in Noah's spiritual bank to get him through the storm because God knew the storm was going to come. Chapter 6, verse 8 says, And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Without grace, God's being in Noah's life, he would have went crazy on that boat. I imagine if any one of us get locked up in a room six by six, no windows and a little hole in the door and say I'm going to leave you there for 40 days and 40 nights, how many would you walk out with your sanity intact? We will probably be scratching our heads with our toes. I'm telling you. It's not easy. But God gave them grace to survive the storm. You know what grace is? God giving us something that we don't deserve. Grace is God depositing some things in our life. Not because we deserve them. Because we need them tonight. God knows that you need grace tonight. God knows that your storm is coming. I don't know what storm is coming for you. But I'm telling you the storm's coming for you. It's not because we earned it. It's not because we merit it, but God simply grace, gracious enough, and God is good enough to give us the grace to get through the storms. Listen, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Before Noah ever stepped foot in the ark, God was already putting grace into His Noah's life that would help him get through the storms. I would love to thank God is depositing grace in our life right now to help us to get us through the storms that he says is coming in your life. Y'all something. grace is about, about getting saved. It's all about getting saved. Thank God for saving grace. But once you get saved, there is grace after saving, being saved doesn't stop there. There's grace for the storms. There's grace for life. There's grace for face another day. There's grace for the truth is I look back in my life and wonder how in the world I got through the things I got through. If it had not been for the grace of God getting me through those things. How did I make another day if it hadn't been for the grace of God? The good grace of God got me through it and the good grace of God will get me through the storms coming in my life. Without grace, Noah could have never built this ark. Without God's grace, Noah would have been burdened in the storm to the point where he had quit. Without God's grace, Noah would have been broken mentally and physically without God's grace. Noah had been blown away by the terror and fear of the storm that was coming without God's grace. But yet God's grace was present in every step of the way. God's grace was present before he got in the ship. Uh, and God's presence was in the ship with him. And God's presence was throughout the ship. And God's presence was with him when he got out of the ship. God's grace was there in his life all the time. It was God's grace that got him through. It wasn't Noah's grace, with was Noah's power. But God's grace got him through the storm. And I I thought about this too. God gave grace to Noah. It said Noah found grace in the eyes of God. It didn't say Noah's sons and daughter in laws or wife. So, what kept them from going crazy? Because they saw the Father. (laughs) They, They saw the Father. God gave him grace and they saw his father stand there in a tower and said hey I'm not going to be fearful I'm not going to be afraid I'm not cankering in I'm not giving up I'm not turning my back I'm going to stand here and trust and believe in God and they saw what he did and said you know what I'm going to be like my dad was I'm going to stand and trust my God and he's trusting God I'll do the same thing they just wrote in on his grace with them amen are you showing sure the grace to your kids Are you teaching your kids about grace of God in your actions, in your life, in your deeds? You better be. You better be teaching your kids. Because let me tell you what, when they get old enough to get up and walk out your house and turn the door and says, I don't have to come back no more, you better hope there's enough grace planted in their spiritual bank that'll get them through the storms that come through. They need to say, hey, I, I saw what my mom and daddy went through. I saw how they went through that storm and they hanged on. It didn't make them get bitter on God. It didn't get them out of church. It didn't get them out of Bible, but they ran closer to God, got closer to God. That's the kind of grace I want in my life. You better put some deposit of grace in your kids' life so they can see what God can do for them. You know how we're going to make it? How we're going to make it through? How we're going to survive? It won't be by my might or my power. It won't be by our intellect or our strength. Apostle Paul said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness that, that word sufficient when he's talking about there that word means enough can I, can I tell you grace is enough yeah. and it's always enough grace to get you through what you're going through yeah. it'll get you to go through any storm yeah. God's grace is sufficient enough to get you to the other side thank God for his grace yeah, I've, I've seen people go through some things in life that people says, I, just, I couldn't go through what they go through. I just don't, I don't have enough. I don't have enough grace to go through what they're going through. You know what? You're right. You don't have enough grace to go through what they're going through because you're not going through it. What they're going through, God gave them enough grace to get them through what they're going through. And when you get to your point in time and that storm comes to your life, God's going to give you enough grace to get you through that storm. You don't have to have the same grace. Uh, I, 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 I found this out. God dispenses grace when it is needed. When you're going through stuff in your life, that storm rages in and the, the clouds are dark and the rain is falling, the wind is blowing. God gives you enough grace to get you through that right yeah. then and there. I don't have to get grace now for the storm that's coming next year. I can get the grace I need now to get me up to that storm and God makes sure I get enough grace in that storm to get me to the other side of that storm. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Amen. You, you're going to get through the storm because of the power of God. You're going to survive it because of the power of God. Can I tell you a second? There's preparation to survive. They had to be prepared. Hebrews 11, chapter, chapter 11, verse 7. And I think Peter, 1 Peter 3 and 20. Both of them talks about Noah. And one says, Noah prepared an ark. To the saving of his family. And then one said, God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing. Do you know what that tells me? Even though God is giving grace, there must be some personal preparation to get through this storm. How do you get through that storm? Grace, yeah. But I'm telling you, before the storm ever gets here, you better start some preparation in your life. <clears throat> I'm about ready to dance. Most times when storms come in our life, that's when we run to the Bible. Most time when storms come in our life that's when we run to the church. Most time when storm comes in our life that's when we get down on knees. Don't wait till the storm hits. Don't wait till it falls apart. Start making preparation in your life now. Start getting in the word of God. Start praying right now. Come to the house of God. Let God start preparing you for the storm that's coming. Amen. Well, I'll just wait till the storm comes. It's too late then. If you, if you say, well, I'll, I'll just glide on to when the storm comes. I'll just go ahead and get on my knees and pray. It's too late then. It's too late then. You need to make some preparation in your life for this storm right now. Don't wait until the storm comes. Don't wait to get, until it gets here. It's too late. If you're trying to get through the storm without preparing, you'll never make it. You'll never make it. In fact, you'll know who's been preparing when the storm comes. (laughs) You'll know who's been preparing. I've told you there's people, I know people today that come and went through a storm and it got them out of church real quick. They wasn't preparing themselves. They didn't realize, hey, once I get saved, I I believe some of these people got the mentality is once I get saved, everything's going to be good in my life. Jesus said they hated me, they're going to hate you. Persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Yep. Hey, I'm just telling you, If they, everything's a, I have never read in the Bible where everything's a bed of roses. Storms are coming in your life. There will be storms in your life. You need to prepare for that storm now. Don't wait. I found that it don't take a big storm to knock some people out of the church. It don't. The reason that for that is there's no preparation right now. You can't wait till the storm starts to be faithful. You can't wait till the storm hits to start reading the Bible. You can't do it. Don't wait till the storm comes and then start walking with God. Too late. You'd be hard-pressed to find survivors of the storm if you have not made preparation for that storm today. Think about Joseph. How could he withstand the storm he went through down in the pit, Potiphar's house down in Egypt? You know how he was able to survive the storm he made preparation as a young man even before he got there. How David survived against Goliath? Because David was already making preparation in his backside of the wilderness while he's tending his father's sheep. He made preparation. Daniel, how did he survive? He didn't eat the fowl uh, uh, with the king's meat. He said, I have purpose in my heart not to defile, defile against thee. You walk closer to God, you get a routine with God, you stay in that routine. You don't wait till the storm comes and say, well, I'll start praying now. It's too late. You need to prepare now for the storm in your life. Start praying. Start reading. Start looking for God. Start walking close to God. Because I'm telling you the storm is coming. The power to survive the storm. The preparation needed for the storm. But can I tell you this? There is peace in the storm. There is peace in the storm. In chapter 8, the rain is about to stop. The flood water starts to decrease, but it's still in, they're still in the storm position. They're still in the ark. Noah sends out a dove, and she returns him seven days. Nothing left. He waited seven days and sent out a dove again. Chapter 8, verse 11, And the dove came in and brought to him in the evening, and, lo, in the her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off, so Noah knew that the waters were abased from the off the earth. Here we find this dove. You know what that picture dove is a picture of? That's the picture of the Holy Ghost. You know what that olive leaf is a picture of? That's a picture of peace in the Bible. Here we find the Holy Ghost bringing peace into the ark. So we find a picture of the Holy Ghost bringing peace into an individual that's in the middle of life's changing storm. I want you to notice something. Don't miss this. When the dove brought the olive leaf to him, watch verse number 12. And he stayed yet another seven days and sent forth the dove. And if you keep on reading, he does not get off the ark for several more months. Listen, what I'm telling you, this will help you. The dove brought him peace, but he didn't immediately get out of that storm. Even though he, peace was on him, he didn't get out of that storm position that he was in. It gave him peace in the middle of that storm. That dove brought that picture of peace to him. That's, that didn't immediately get Noah and his family out of the ark. But it gave Noah peace and hope that God where he knew where he was. God knew what he was facing. God knew what he was going through and God was doing something on the outside that Noah could not see, it gave him peace. I'll just rest myself here until God says, come out. Listen, peace is not the absence of storm. Peace is the presence of God in the storm. That's what we need in our life. We need the presence of God in our storms tonight. Peace is having... That storm raging out of control and yet your soul's at peace. Your heart's at peace because God has given you that peace. God gives us peace. You're not afraid in your heart. You're not fearful or anything. You're still walking with God. You have the peace of God and you know that God is going to bring you through. Can you imagine the disciples? They were out in the middle of that storm and they thought they were going to die. And here comes Jesus walking. He wasn't worried about nothing. He wasn't worried about nothing. They thought it was a spirit. He had to get in them and says, hey, here I am. He was in sleep in, in the in the belly of the ship and the storm raging. He said, they come to him and said, don't you care about us? Both times he says we're going to go to the other side. If Jesus says we're going to the other side, it doesn't matter what come your way. You're going to the other side. Amen. If Jesus is with you in a boat and says, hey, there's a storm coming, but we're going to make it through. I'm going to get you through. Don't worry about it. Don't fret about it, because God says I am going to take you to the other side. He brought them to the other side. Amen. We learn to need to trust God and bring peace. <laughs> I read this story. I love this story. It's a woman on a plane, and this little boy was sitting beside her on the plane. He was playing with his toys and all this stuff. And this woman's reading. They took off, got up in the air. Has anybody ever been in a plane? And just got shook like it's never been shook before? Well, this plane got to rocking. It was just gotten snake. She was shaking. You ever said in the plane going, you doing like this in the plane? She was doing that. And she looked over at the little boy. He's over there playing with his toys. Not even bothered about anything. Kept on going. He, she's just sitting there, rocking and playing, just shaking everything. He looked over that little boy. He's just playing with his toys and everything. But she looked at him. Will you quit that? Stop playing with those toys. Can't you see what we're going through? Ain't you worried? Ain't you afraid? He said, afraid for what? We might crash. We're shaking and we're all turning upside down. We we might crash. We might die here. The boy looked at him and smiled and says, I ain't worried about that. He said, why ain't you worried about that? Because my daddy's the pilot. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. My daddy's the pilot. Let me tell you what, Jesus is your pilot in your storm. No matter how much you get shook up, no matter how much you get turned down, God says, I'm your pilot, and we're going to the other side. Yes, Amen. Great. Jesus is the only one that you need in your boat when you're going through the storms of life. Yep. And I'm going to say again, you may be going through good times in your life right now. You know, in Florida, we went through three and two weeks time frame, hurricanes, no power for three weeks. Hot, Don't, just cause you ain't got electricity means it gets cold, it got hot, cause we didn't have air. But if you go to Florida right before a hurricane, what you see is everybody's preparing for that hurricane. They're going around buying up plywood and screws and everything, they're all outside their house screwing plywoods over the windows. They're preparing. They know the storm is coming. They know it's going to hit. They don't know when, but they know it's coming. So you need to prepare. Let me tell you, you need to make preparation in your life for the storm that's coming your way today. Don't sit here and wait. Say, well, I'll wait for that storm. I'll wait for that pre-warning. You know, the caster, you can follow that storm. They don't know all of them. That's why they give you three different directions on all of them Because They don't know what direction they're going, but God does. He knows exactly where that storm is going to hit. He knows exactly what that storm is going to do. And let me just say that He knows the storm is going to hit your life, and He'll know what it do to your life if you don't have the power of Him and the grace of God in your life. That's, That's what we need in our life. That's what we're facing. We're facing storms of life. We need to trust in Him. Amen. God is got and an in control, He is the captain of the ship. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you.